Welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays by the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on supply trends, category updates, brand awareness, and what's hot in the market. Join us each week from San Francisco Bay, California, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Dan, the Produce Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays on this lovely, lovely Friday in December. I'm Dan, the Produce Man. In today's Fresh from the Fields, fr- in today's Fresh from the Field Fridays is see this is where I screw up. It's all let's do it. But today's Fresh from the Field Fridays is brought to you by the Produce Industry Podcast. And sponsored by Naked Onions, Equifruit, the only banana you should buy, Fresh Cravings, Salsa, so fresh, they're sold in the produce departments, Sunrays, the snack with impact, London Fruit, bringing us fantastic tropical juicy mangoes, limes, and avocados, and Dole Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Company. Folks, it's a lovely, lovely day. It's holiday time. We've got Christmas around the corner, New Year's Eve down the street. Hey, you want to have those holiday platters? You want some good stuff with some good fruit and cheese? I've got just the guy for you. Mark Todd, the cheese dude, joins us today. And Mark Todd is a cheese expert, educator, worldwide culinary consultant and advisor in domestic cheeses and a very old friend and a guest plenty of times on previous radio shows, Mark Todd, the Cheese Dude. Welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays. Dan, good to be with you again. Always a pleasure to spend time with you. uh, It has been a long time and a long, strange trip. It has been. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I know you guys, you always introduce me as a cheese expert, and there's a reason I go by the Cheese Dude, because, you know, there's a lot of experts in the world. I never claim to know the most. I know more than most, but... I'm just in it to have fun and to have other people enjoy it as much as I do. That's that's my goal, is to have other people enjoy uh, the quality of cheese and great fruit and wonderful craft beers and, and ciders and wines and just living life to the fullest. And uh, that that's my goal in life, spread that joy. That's perfect. And, and you're right. To claim to be an expert in food is, uh, look, we learn something new Every, every day single day yep. look I've, i'm like almost 47 years in the fresh produce business wow. and i'm still learning new things yep. every every day yeah that's that's what i love about it you know and and you know with the cheese absolutely same thing but absolutely it's a it, the the thing that uh the first thing that got me interested in cheese was the fact that it wasn't a field that you could master quickly um, I, I have gotten bored easily at most everything that I've ever done. And when I, when I got introduced into the, the broad and deep world of artisan cheese, both in America and around the world, it was an incredibly eye-opening experience. And that was 30 ish years ago. And, uh, my eyes are still being opened all the time. I get to work with some, you know, manufacturers that make huge quantities of really, really fine cheese that allow pizzas to be distributed around the world. So you can have a pizza in Shanghai or in Dubai or wherever. And I work with people who make cheese. One person makes a thousand pounds of cheese a week, 
from their seven cows or 10 cows. I work with the full range of people and the dairy industry in the last 30 years has been really, really fun. Anybody that hasn't noticed that there are now hundreds of cheeses available at every grocery store is not looking. Oh, even the grocery outlet mm-hmm. of all the stores. Yes. I mean, you know, they, they've got a cheese selection there that's definitely oh. Oh. not what it used to be. That's for sure. Dan, you know, we, we're old men now. We have had a good life so far. <laughs> yes. And, but you know, when we were children, if you went to the local grocery store, your choice was orange and white. Now you can go to your local, you know, Safeway B store and there's three or 400 SKUs of cheese. And it's just like, wow, <laughs> where yeah. did all this come from? <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to say, yes, I agree with you. They're still my favorite stores that really, I think, do a more hands-on job. And believe me, the big chains are doing great with, with the cheese. But I um, here in the Bay Area, or at least in Northern California, stores like uh, Nugget, or Oliver's markets, mm-hmm. you know, that really, really put a lot into their 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 fresh local foods. You bet. I and their they, local produce. They're not just uh, produce, but vegetables, local cheeses, local uh, meats, local everything. Yes. I agree a hundred percent. And uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to mention the names because I don't know how broad this thing is. So I just I was trying to hit some you know just generic stuff. But sure. yeah, if you're lucky enough to live nearby where there is a you know a whole foods or a whole foods type store uh you know an organic fruit food store uh a local specialty food store then yes Yes. you are going to get the best of the best and that's that's a that's a blessing you know you travel the world i'm lucky enough to have traveled a lot of the world and there's a whole lot of the world that do not get the choices that we get in America. Yeah, I haven't traveled like you have, but I have heard from people when I had my store that yep. came from other lands that were just blown away. Yes, you can go to some some countries, you go to Dubai, and there are stores that put our stores to shame, but most of the world is not Dubai. You know, most right. of the world is Southeast Asia, where there's 150,000 people trying to live out of two grocery stores. But you and brought cheese to those locations, uh, yeah, I introduced, uh, I, I, well, I, not me, the team that I work with introduced uh, cheese to a lot of the world where they're not typically known for it. Places like, uh, you know, China and Japan and Southeast Asia, Thailand, Singapore, you know, all the places like that. I've worked with a lot of pizza chains and uh, a lot of specialty grocery stores, helping them in their education. I'm basically, tr- I'm an educator and a promoter. That's that's what I do. And I've been lucky. I've worked for the California Milk Advisory Board, those happy cow people, and the United States Dairy Export <laughs> Council um, that is uh, the, the federal government version of, of uh, promoting dairy overseas. And um, I've just, I've had a blessed career. Absolutely. Well, and it's a blessing to have you here today because we have folks that are hungry out there. There's, there's holiday parties. There's no uh, family things going on. There's company things happening, Christmas, New Year's, and any other holidays that we are uh, celebrating this time of the year. Definitely, you got to include some fantastic cheeses and fresh fruit and cheese. <laughs> 
Well, and th- this is the time of year where you get some of my favorite, you know, winter fruits. The the late season apples are in. You get some of the uh, persimmons. You get some of the uh, pomegranates. Of course, you you all year round you have some of the, the California is blessed with some of the best dried fruit in the world. Uh, Medjool dates that come out of California oh, are oh. world class. Um, <laughs> yes, they are. I was, yeah. I was lucky enough to stay at a place in Dubai that the breakfast bar buffet had a date bar with 12 different types of dates at it every day and so i got to sample all these different uh, species of dates and there's a reason that we do medjool <laughs> oh they yes. are by far the best <laughs> well my son brought me back a box of dates for, for a variety of dates from dubai he's uh-huh. you're right i i love the medjool Yep. Um, they were yep. good, and I was very happy to experience those other varieties yep. because Absolutely. being a produce man, I want to, you know, I, I still, you know, I still want to smell the stink of a durian, you know, sure. so because it's part of my business. I, but I know, I know the exact place in Malacca, <laughs> just outside Malacca, Malaysia, where they grow the best durian on the planet, man. Oh. Um, you know, as far as the dates go, one of the things that was fun about being in Dubai was that uh, uh, they got fresh dates, too. You can go into the grocery ah. store and they just have huge sprays of fresh dates. And you people that don't know them, they're, they're almost like little crab apples. They taste more apple than date. And uh, when they dry, they become sweet and did the date like that we're uh, familiar with. But over there, they eat quite a few of them fresh. And and they sell them right on the stems, or they yeah just, yeah they yeah. the whole okay, they just sure. cut that whole stalk off with the you know the right. huge cluster of uh, dates on it. So it's an interesting place to live. Definitely, I've I wouldn't want to live there permanently, but it was fun to visit. But as, over here, we've got Christmas time, and Christmas is the time for get-togethers. So it, it, with all the great fruit that's around right now, like I said, the the fresh fruit, particularly all the apples that are available, you can do an apple tasting by itself. And that is oh, yes. incredibly eye-opening. I was at a little restaurant up in Washington State called The Willows. It's an on an island, Lummy Island. And they had a mezzo course, like the seventh course of this incredible meal, was pears that were grown on the island. And this island oh, had nice. been growing pears for 100 years. So there was tons and tons of uh, variations and crossbreedings. And there was a whole bowl. There was about 12 different types of pears. And every one of them, it went from the softest Bartlett up to uh, Asian pear, you know, crisp. Sure. And uh, you can do that with apples, too. And th- both of those are perfect with cheeses. Um, and when you're talking about putting cheeses together for a, a Christmas party, everybody, one of the questions I get all the time is, how do I put a, a cheese board together? The key is variety. You want to have at least three, preferably four cheeses. You don't usually want to go much past five or people get confused. Okay. But if you stick with three or four, four seems to be about ideal. And if you're doing four of them, you're going to want one of them that is a fresh cheese, like a, a, a goat's milk chev or a, a fromage blanc or something like that that's very light and fresh um, and will go great with any of the fruits that you have. And also goes great with drizzles like pomegranate molasses or date oh. molasses. Um, and then you'll have uh, uh, often a what's called a soft ripened cheese, which is brie, camembert, mm. anything that has that white mold on the outside that gets soft as they ripen. Right. Then often you'll have uh, a blue and then a dense cheese. Uh, the blue can be um, a, a real biting blue like a, a Roquefort, or it could be an earthy, rich blue like a Gorgonzola uh, mm. or a Stilton. And then you'll have a harder cheese. 
either a, a like an aged uh, English style cheddar or an aged Gouda or um, um, some really old Gruyere, a nice stinky Gruyere, something that's dense and has a lot of heft to it. And that way you have a variety of different cheeses. Now, you can also add in the uh, one of my favorite categories, the stinky cheeses, the orange rinded ones that smell like dirty feet. Um, <laughs> but those cheeses are like durian. They, they have an aroma that is completely different than the flavor. Okay. When you put them in your mouth, they are beefy, um, uh, intense umami flavors, and they are very, very complex. They're the most complex of any of the cheeses. So those are those. If you're doing five, that's what I do. I do something fresh, a a uh, a white molded cheese, an orange rinded stinky cheese, a nice blue cheese, and a hard cheese. Well, there you go, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask Mark about a specific cheese that's in my head that I've got a I've got a hankering for right now, and uh, I'll explain it when we come back. Mark Todd, the cheese dude, is with us. Don't go away. Welcome to Equifruit, an importer and marketer of fresh bananas. Equifruit is committed to 100% fair trade, which means no crummy wages, super safe working conditions, and nothing but love for the ladies. Driving innovation through impossible to ignore merchandising, Equifruit is the only banana you should buy. Everyone, we have an APP out on a buck naked onion. This onion is produced by Owyhee Produce, so we have to be on the lookout. Whether you're a retailer, food service distributor, or a wholesaler, this onion is whole, it's hearted, and it's buck naked, everyone. To all you civilians out there, please, let's catch this buck naked onion. All right, folks, we're back. Mark Todd, the cheese dude, is our guest today. And, and, uh, and Jimi Hendrix is our bump. I love it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Jimmy's ghost or his brother. Or yeah, something. Jimmy's brother. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, didn't, right. didn't you know he's still living in, uh, you know, Singapore? Yeah. Oh, in he, a cave, he, right? He yeah. and Elvis. Yeah, he and Elvis are still living in Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Next to Count Fernandez and Von Zeppelin, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Mark, look, I've got a, uh, I've got this cheese in my head hmm. and uh, you're going to know what it is off the top of the head. First of all, I love uh, one of my favorite pears is the Concord pear. Uh, just <laughs> the flavors that explode it, it, when that thing is perfectly ripened is they're absolutely amazing. And I was thinking the other night when I bit into a Concord pear, this would go great with something Maybe oh, okay, maybe semi semi hard, but not hard. I don't know what the term is. Mm-hmm. Tangy, with some crystals in it. Do you want it more sweet and nutty, or earthy and nutty, or pungent? Well, um, nutty is good because it fits along with my mentality, but mm-hmm. uh, pungent. This is probably what I'm looking for. Then crystals, the crystalline is going to be tough in Gruyere's and uh, Swiss styles, but the pungent part of it, things like uh, Appenzell or uh, uh, Cave Age Gruyere, uh, Abundance, Beaufort, any of those cheeses are in that family 
of washed rind alpine cheeses that are semi-hard. Some are longer aged than others, but I don't think you, you rarely get more than about 14 months. And that's just at the beginning edge of starting to pr- produce those crystals you're talking about. Those crystals are um, a uh, amino acid that pull that drops out of the body of the cheese. It kind of, uh, it pulls out of suspension and forms those little white crystals. There's two different types of them depending upon what type of ripening is going on. And they usually start showing up at about a year and a half. And so most Gruyeres are not going to be aged that long because they just get uh-huh. too strong. Okay. But if you want to try one that is a little bit more caramely butterscotchy, I would go with like a two or a three-year-old Dutch Gouda. Oh, okay. Would be a really outstanding cheese with that. Their, their texture is dense, but almost dense and waxy um, as opposed to... Um, flake you know they're not like parmesan they're not as hard on the tooth as a parmesan they're more is it uh, they're just out they're outstanding they're they have a little bit of saltiness to them but not much uh they're mostly uh when I, the first time i wrote up one called sand canter it's a four-year-old i i wrote the description is peat whiskey uh butter uh butterscotch candy dipped in peat whiskey oh, oh. um <laughs> so that's the if you can find yourself Man. a nice like three to four-year-old Dutch Gouda. Uh, sometimes they're called uh, Burenkasa, which means uh, farmer's cheese. Oh, um, okay. But uh, y- if you can get one of those, I think you'll find that it it will more than stand up to uh, that pear that you're talking about. Uh, where does the Concord pear come from? I'm not familiar well, with that one. The Concord pear is a co- cross between, I think, a Comise Mm. Don't don't quote me here. I think okay. a comice and a what's called a conference pear, which is a pyriform pear from oh, England. Uh, okay, and the form would be similar to a bosque, but it would be all green. Okay, uh, all the way around, and but the flavors are just, I mean, absolutely amazing. And it is not as popular as the three winter pears: the Dianju, the Comice, and the uh, bosque. Right. But it's starting to gain popularity mm. um, more and more. I, I fell in love with it when I first tasted it, and they were going into the wholesale market years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy's saying, ah, it's just something they sent us. I'll give them to you for $2 a box. Great. I'll take wow. them all. Right. I'll get them on sale. But but it's just an amazing uh, piece of fruit. The flavors just blow my mind. And I guess a Parmigiano Reggiano. I mean, that's probably the crystals I'm looking for. Well, Real. Parmigiano Reggiano. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, yes, that would be a good one. But I, I would, and, and I'm not dissuading you, uh, but since you're going to be recording this and you can transcribe it later, if, if you wanted to pick three different cheeses to try it with, uh, there's one from Northern Italy called Piave Vecchio, P-I-A-V-E, Piave, and it's V-E-C-C-H-I-O, which means aged. So it's an old version of Piave. It's, Ooh. uh, it's, more like Asiago than Parm, whole milk cheese, um, but it will definitely have the crystals for you. I would try it with an aged Gruyere, a cave-aged Gruyere, or something like that, and then I would try it with an aged Gouda. And I think, I mean, an aged, uh, yeah, Gouda. Between those three, you're going to find something that makes your uh, makes your mouth happy. If you can find a nice old uh, cheddar, that would also be oh, really, really so. good. Uh, like a three to five year old Wisconsin cheddar, something nice and sharp, and it'll have it'll have definite crystals in it at that point too. 
Oh, that, you know, I forgot all about that. We mm -hmm. used to get that. I know you've heard it a million times from me. We used to get that up in Vermont when I was a kid. Absolutely. Uh, yep. A any, almost any cheese, once it hits about 18 months, will start to throw those crystals. Okay. Um, so, you know, you, you Parmesan's hard, you know, hard Italian cheeses, hard Swiss style, you know, mountain cheeses, hard cheddars, hard goudas, all of those will throw those crystals of one sort or another. And one of the reasons I, I like the combination with the pears is there there are certain varieties of pears like the comis that mm -hmm. have similar mm -hmm. uh, grit crystals inside of them. Yep. Um, I'll have to find out what that is. One of the reasons that pears and particularly gorgonzola are such a classic combination is that there is an enzyme in the blue cheese, in that in that green cheese, gorgonzola is more of a greenish grayish cheese, um, and there's enzymes that ripen that cheese that are literally the exact same enzymes you'll find on the skin of most pears. They actually marry together in your mouth. Oh, look at that! A marriage in your mouth. Yes. Cheese and pears. Wow. Can we talk about that on on radio? I don't know. We better be careful. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you can talk about <laughs> these days. But we're we're doing it. That's for sure. That's right. Okay. So then now we've got we've got pears, apples, and there's a lot of new apple varieties out there that mm -hmm. are absolutely fantastic. A lot of them are derived from the Honey Crisp, which is derived from many other varieties. Uh, and you mentioned persimmons, which are ending early this year. Mm -hmm. So let's see. By New Year's, you mentioned pomegranate arrows. Yep. And certain cheeses, dried fruit, of course. Now, tell me, would, would how would citrus in cheeses go? Do they do they make a good combination or no? Um, in, in general, I avoid um, most of the citruses because the citric acid itself is usually not the problem. It's the the bitter pithes that go with most citrus that really cause a problem with the cheese. So, um, orange juice or tangerine juice is kind of, you can eat it with cheese, but not great. Um, it gives you the feeling of curdling. Basically. No, you don't know? want that. Yeah, so um, I definitely, I, I don't really produce or promote a lot of citrus and cheese. Now, one thing that that is high acid that does go great with cheese, but then it goes great with everything, is uh, my favorite Hawaiian uh, Lilikoi passion fruit. Um, if you ripen oh. up passion fruit perfectly, I'm telling you, it goes with cheese like nobody's business. But it's got to be ripe. It can't be a smooth skin. Well, you know? yeah, and you have to eat that like a like you would an oyster. I mean, you have yes. to put it on a spoon and just slurp yes. it off. Absolutely. But it goes with virtually every cheese going, and really? it is such a popular. Uh, it makes con cocktails so good that it is a banned ingredient in international cocktail contests really you cannot use passion fruit juice because it wins every contest it enters well i i could imagine you know it's funny when um as a younger man working mm -hmm. for a, a grocery chain uh local well, i just was fries food stores at the time they uh -huh. no longer exist here in california but they're there in arizona when right. i was working as a produce manager for them and our, we put in our produce orders and the office would override some of our our things and say, well, we're going to send you in passion fruit and we're going to send you in Jerusalem uh, artichokes and we're going to send you, you know, just things that were Random super stuff. popular at the time, right? right? And I used to think, oh, great, there goes my gross profit. The, the yep. shrink is going to go up this week. But the passion fruits would start to dehydrate, right? So on the surface, they would look like they were going bad. That's when you but, eat them. Right. So, but we would have to pull them off the stand. 
right? But we did oh. not throw them away. They I was went in the say, back room. Yeah, you too bad. Bite the stem part off, spit that out, and just suck it right out of the shell yep. of passion fruit. There. Oh, hey. Uh, I stayed at a place uh, with some friends of mine in Hawaii on the big island at about 2,000 feet up Mauka in uh, Halualoa on the big island. It was a five-acre property, and they had 42 different fruit trees. They had had three different kinds of guavas, and they had a macadamia nut tree that was full-grown, and the entire tree was draped with a passion fruit vine. And it it dropped passion fruit by the dozen every day. And we would go, you know, wait for them to dry out and and pick them up and bring them inside and and keep them away from the the rodents and whatever. And, oh, my God, I've never eaten that much passion fruit in my whole life. This thing had seven different avocados on it. Wow. Seven different trees of avocado. Five of them were, were fruiting. Um, and I mean, we had all the avocados you could possibly want to eat macadamia nuts, all that you could ever choose. And those are, a, if you ever tried to get into a macadamia, wow. Yeah. 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 You got to use a hammer or a vice oh, or something, man. Yeah, No doubt. Those were a challenge. But that was an amazing experience. Hawaii is, if I could afford to live there, I would live there because I'm an avocado junkie. The big Island has more than 400 species identified more than there 400 some, you know people don't realize there are other varieties that yeah. that are and you know before we started importing Hass into mm-hmm. the the u.s during our off season right what we got in the stores were the green skin varieties yep. in california yep. you know the zutanos the bacons the fiertes yep. you want to see the bacons that grow in hawaii dude they grow to the size of nerf footballs i've never seen an avocado that big avocado is almost big as your head and uh you know the seed is about the size of a baseball but even after you take the seed out you still got like two pounds of flesh on an avocado yeah you can't go wrong (laughs) and there was one there they called the butter avocado Ooh, guess guess what they taste like They, that, that must be where the avocado toast craze originated yes. from. I bet it is, man. I oh, bet it is. Boy. Wow. But yeah, that's that. If if I could live there, you can drive around up up the mountain uh, where the local people live, not down by the beach where the tourists are. And there's there's baskets in front of almost every house that's free food, free fruit. Really? They're just giving away because they it just falls in their their yard and they're trying to get rid of it. So this house will have mangoes. This house, you know, in season, this house will have star fruits. This house will have avocados, different kinds. This house will have passion fruit. And it's just free. Stop and pick it. You're driving, you're driving down the road and you go, boom, 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 boom. And you just ran, ran over six avocados in the middle of the road. <laughs> Avocado yep. roadkill guacamole, folks. Yep. That's the oh. new one. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was blown away in Hawaii. I really, truly was. I, I bet. Uh, I have never been. I have oh. been invited so many times. I've had places to stay there, with, uh, and I still never went. And I should oh, I wanted man. to go just for the papayas and, and some of the fruits Absolutely. that we don't get here. You know? Absolutely, man. Papayas grow like weed there. I mean, they literally, they're, you can pick them almost year-round pretty much. They're just like weeds. And folks, something that's so good for your gut, oh, papayas. Yeah. The papain yep. and that stuff will just, oh, you, you could eat that and, and soothe your stomach. That's yep. where your intestines cleanse everything. So, Mark Todd, the cheese yep. dude, we have New Year's Eve. And, you know, a lot of folks, instead of going out, doing all that stuff and 
trying to find a parking spot and taking all that long and all that mm-hmm. garb. And that's fine. I did it when I was young. We we both did. We yep. you know, we were great grateful back, dead cops. Back in our days. We yes. went to the dead shows every oh, winter. You bet. <laughs> How many New Year's shows did you see? Yeah. And and it's still the smell of citrus oil uh, right. uh Patchouli, reminds me baby. of the New Year's Eve shows, you know. New Year's Eve cheese platters i mean you know i guess mm-hmm. they're not any different than any other holiday well platter, but... actually they are um because oh, well, if go. if you when you think about christmas christmas is a pretty broad range um eating time there's lots of different beverages being consumed some people are drinking beer some are drinking wine white wine red wine you know some are drinking bourbon, all, bourbon you know cocktails all sorts of stuff new year's is all about champagnes all about sparkling oh, wine. Okay. You know, that is, that is no matter what else you do on that night, you're going to be drinking some champagne sometime. And so that, that is the night to really, to put out a nice variety of these, what we call that soft ripened cheeses, like the triple creme cheeses. Brie and Camembert are nice, but there's a lot of them that go way beyond those. Things like uh, L'Explorateur and San Andre. San Andre is not that good anymore, but um, some of the big uh, big brands are things like Pierre Robert, uh, uh, but they're they're typically referred to as triple creme cheeses. They have that white mold on the outside, and they're super duper buttery. And those are the cheeses that uh, New Year's is pretty much all about. Great so with crackers it, and fruit. And... Yep, do some fruit. They it goes with a wide range of fruits. Stick away from the high acid fruits. Uh, stick with the uh, sweeter or more. Uh, uh, sweet and savory fruits. Um, some of the dried fruits go really well. Uh, peaches, pears, apricots, dried or fresh. Those cheeses go uh, exceptionally well with uh, sparkling wines. The sparkling wine uh, lifts the butter off of your palate, and oh, uh, they, okay. so they go they go really well together. Um, they're a, they're one of the more classic combinations in in uh, wine and cheese. And since New Year's Eve, you know. It, it, you can eat them with other beverages too, but they go really well with champagne, and that's kind of the main focus of, of most New Year's Eves. So that's what I would do: some some sort of uh, triple creme cheese. You know, if you want to throw in a few others for fun, go for it. Varieties of uh, densities is always good. Variety of color and variety of milk style: some sheep, some goat, some cow. You know, mix it up. But but definitely include at least one really nice triple creme. Uh, brie style or uh, soft ripened style because that's that's what people are going to look for that night with grapes too i guess we go really yep. good with grapes absolutely absolutely uh, man uh, even if they got to come from chile and argentina they grow well, some fine th- fine fruits down there they they absolutely do and i still remember the, the first time that argentina shipped cherries to oh. america because I'm a cherry fanatic. I mean, I've eaten every kind of fruit in the planet that I could get my hands on. Some stuff you've never heard of. Oh, you have, but most people never heard of. And I've eaten some really awesome stuff. But a a perfect Bing cherry is still my favorite fruit in the whole world. I just, oh, yeah. It is the absolute perfect combination of sweet, tart, texture. Everything about it has just the right fluid amount. It's not mushy. It's Everything about it is perfect. And when I saw them on my grocery store shelf in Whole Foods in Palo Alto, I just about pissed myself. I was like, what? I can get cherries at Christmas? Awesome. (laughs) It absolutely blew me away that I could buy cherries, ripe cherries at Christmas. Yes, and that is still one fruit that you cannot get year round. Nope. 
Nope. And so it is a treat to have them at this time of the year. I bought up a bunch at the Monterey Market in Berkeley. There you go. Uh, last week. And, yeah. Uh, was was you know I, I I wanted the taste of summer. I went back the other yep. day, and they've got some great apricots oh, and yeah. some peaches as well. So it's kind of adds to to the mix, and you could probably add that with your cheese platter too. Absolutely. You know, Off season uh... stone fruit is by far the 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 friendliest fruit with any cheese on the planet. Apples go really well with a lot of stuff. Pears go really well, but a nice ripe apricot, a nice ripe uh, peach or pear. Uh, peach or uh, um, nectarine, those go with every kind of cheese going. We had a uh, a giant mirror platter of cut fruit that was probably at least 30 different kinds of fruit on it. Me and three of my friends proceeded to sit down in front of a case of champagne and go through every fruit to see which was the perfect fruit with a Blanc de Blanc, and it was white nectarines. Oh, that's great. So those types of fruits, any of the stone fruits, go really well with cheese, man. Really well. Yeah, fresh figs too. Uh, yeah. Uh, fresh, oh gosh. Fresh mission figs. Oh. Yeah. And especially uh, late August, early September, mm. when yep. they start to shrivel a little bit. Oh, right. Goodness, the flavor yeah, when, is outstanding. Well, you, you look, you look at the the baskets of them, and you go, and you see the ones that they're pulling to the back that they're going to get rid of, and you go, yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how few people really know how to pick good fruit. You know, that's one of the things, and I've learned a lot from you over the whatever, 25, 30 years we've known each other. Knowing how to pick good fruit is critical to your enjoyment of it. It, oh, I mean, absolutely. God, a, a fruit that is not ready to be eaten doesn't want to be eaten. Exactly. And it lets you know it. Perfectly said. And like you said, tasting the sunshine, yeah. tasting the summer, tasting the surroundings, yep. and the sweetness of life. I mean, yeah, right. these are gifts that the earth has given us that we should all be taking advantage of. Absolutely, man. I, I look at cheeses kind of the same way because cheeses are nature's gift to us and our engineering and ingenuity on how to take what nature gave us and not just extend its shelf life, but create completely new and unique products out of this natural milk. You know, we take the milk from an animal and we turn it into something that has a natural lifespan. Some of them are designed to be eaten the day they're made. Some of them are designed to be aged for years. And we have figured out over the thousands of years we've been doing this, how to make literally thousands of different versions of them. And they're all out of the same basic four ingredients. You know, it's got salt, it's got rennet, it's got starter culture, and it's got milk. You know, and that's about it. And so, you know, you, you can end up with a cheese that is so soft and fresh and delicate that you, you eat it with a, like a caviar spoon, you know, and then you, and you can end up with cheeses that are so hard and, and intense that, that, you know, they'll not only wrinkle your nose, they'll wrinkle your whole mouth. And so it, the fact that those are available is just like fruit, because now that I've seen fruit from all over the world, there are some fruits that are soft and mellow and easy, and there are some fruits that are ripping strong flavors and they will smack you in the face if you're not careful <laughs> anybody that's ever had jackfruit or durian or some of those you know you know when you're in the same room with one of those products they are not mild they're not even a little bit mild but they are unique and pleasurable in their own right when i bought a durian at a local market it was in chinatown i was very excited because i wanted to i wanted to, the whole experience that i had been reading about i wanted the stink and then i wanted the flavor the whole bit yep and 
I brought that thing home, and I was married at the time, and Uh-oh. my wife said, you open that outside. Yes. I said, okay, no problem. I opened it up, no stink. No. What the heck? What do you oh. mean no stink? Man, I, I I want the experience here. That's why you you got to come with me, man. We got we got when yeah, you, when, you go. when you get when you get done doing your day to day here, man. We're going to Malaysia, dude. I'll take you to <laughs> Singapore. We'll go. I'll show you all the food stalls that you've ever wanted to see. Every kind of cool food coming out of Southeast Asia. Then we'll go up to Malaysia, and you got to we go during the the um, the season. And there's a little farm in uh, the town's actually called Moar outside of Malacca and I've eaten durian everywhere I and I know Malaysian people that freak for durian and this is the mecca for durian. Oh, all right, you're on, man. I'm so, ready. Yep. Um, I I I would love to show you that, Dan. Uh, you know, you've showed me so much on produce. I'd love to be able to show you some stuff that I've I've experienced now. You're on. Got you're it. On. Okay, you heard that, folks. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to be traveling with Mark Todd, the cheese dude, to Malaysia <sighs> and who knows where else. It's it's really fun talking with you, Dan. I, I'm glad you got in touch with me. Mark Todd, the cheese dude. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's It's been a long time, like you said, and it's always a blast having you on the show. Okay, my friends, thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in every Monday to the Produce Industry Podcast with Pat Patrick Kelly, as well as the Produce Industry Show on YouTube. And then there's the Produce Industry app. You got to have that. Download that now on your tablet, on your phone, whatever other device that has apps that you can put it on. It's a great resource. Also, don't forget to check out my YouTube and Rumble pages called Damn the Produce Man. And all my social media can be found at damntheproduceman.com. Until next week, this is Damn the Produce Man reminding you that it's always best when you get it fresh. You've been listening to Fresh from the Field Fridays with Dan the Produce Man. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Produce Industry Podcast and at Dan the Produce Man. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.